Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. Uh, we are breaking this special episode of Sports Dump into two parts. We will do a thorough discussion of the District 4 2B Boys and Girls Basketball Tournaments. Before we jump into some more general regular season wrap-up for the other leagues, some uh, sub-regional wrestling, things of that nature... But uh, getting into it, guys, it is officially playoff basketball season. Cody King, hear us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it was just a brief clip. Sorry. Uh, we've got two very special guests with us tonight to talk District 4 2B basketball. First up. From Lower Columbia College's basketball coaching staff, Chad Kramer, former Morton White Pass boys coach, recurring podcast guest, all-time bullshitter. Chad is going to be our boys tournament expert this evening. All-time bullshitter is probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I'm also the most accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And to help break down the girls' bracket, we've got Adna Girls basketball coach, former Central Washington University point guard, and Willapaw Valley legend, Chris Banish. Good to be here, boys. All right. Um, I texted you both before I thought about this, but I just assumed you guys know each other because you're basketball junkies. You guys, you guys good? Yeah, I used to watch him in knee pads when he played at Morton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that needs clarification. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gold ball. Remember him from the gold ball tournaments. Uh, yeah. They play in those. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you're both LCC boys, too, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a way, by transit. Um, but yeah, first up, before we get into the actual bracket breakdown, we have uh, breaking-ish news. The C2BO All-League votes are done. And uh, I was going to have us guess the MVPs, but Dylan broke that news on Cronline.com already. Dylan's My here. My bad. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Uh, we'll announce him here. On the C2BO boys' side, the MVP went to James Gross from Napavine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No co-MVPs this year. Uh, Josh would be proud. Uh, yeah. I am also very happy with that. Who was the rest of the first team? Zach Swanson. From Tudor Lake. Tudor Lake. Carson Denault from Napavine. Okay. Trying to buy myself enough time to open up the rest of the email. Um, it was two Akai Kim's, if I remember correctly. Sawson Carlson. Okay. And then uh, the fifth one was Lane Johnson from mm-hmm. Adna. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, and then on the girls' side, uh, we had debated the MVP on this a few weeks ago, a week or two ago, a while ago. Somewhat recently, yeah. Uh, but the winner was uh, one of your players, Chris. Yeah, Carson, and uh, well-deserved. I mean, I think everybody there was was uh, very good about it. She she had a good – the body of work over 20 games was, was pretty much why she got it. She finished, what, like 25 points a game? Yeah, 25. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, and then the all league C2BL girls first team, you had a, what Hayden Cout? Yep. Uh, you had Angelica Askey from Rainier. Yep. You had Kira O'Neill from Napavine. You had Gabby guard from Adna and you had Laney Dean from Tudor Lake. Uh, any issues with those? All pretty good players. No issues. I mean, they're all good players. And even if you look on that second team right there, I mean, when you get down into Swenson and Beckman, and these are guys you were talking about 
yeah. you know, a few weeks ago, you were talking about those names even in the MVP race and Hollum and, yeah, just Jacoby girl and Evander. I mean, heck, yeah. you took that second team. You don't see this every year on the girls' side where you're like, heck, that second team is pretty darn good themselves. So it's, it's really good. It's really good to see. All right. Yeah, those are solid teams. I, I haven't watched any games this year, but I have no issues with them. Good work. You guys did fine. Uh, also, props to you guys for now releasing the C2BO All-League teams right after it happens. Oh, there was a right. period of time where it was held. Chad knows my, uh, <laughs> my issues with this. It, it's only held until it's leaked, and it's inevitably leaked. You might as well just do it. It's, it, was, yeah. it always cracked me up when they would release, like, the, they would vote on football, and they'd say, well, we're holding it. And then I would right. know two days later or later that night. And it was like, well, it's a secret. It's like, come on, it, it's not a secret. It's a C2BL. Everybody knows everything. It's a secret until I hit publish. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the, kid, the kids that the earned the, the all-league honors deserve to know right away. Like, like why, why are you torturing those kids waiting to see, like, hey, did I, did I make it? Right, yeah. You know, just let, them, just let them know. Let the coaches address it, and then they can move forward. But sometimes, as a coach, it's hard to move forward um, because – it's what's on their minds naturally. They know the all league meeting yeah. happened. They want to know yep. if we can just get it out of the way, and then okay, now we can all move forward. Yeah. All right. So all league teams now. Now we can move forward during this. Podcast. Who was the boys' second team? Uh, who was the boys' second team? Kevin Winters from Toledo. Judah Kelly, Warren White Pass, Jaron Prather, Napavine, Josh Meldrum, Rainier, and Connor Cox from Toodle. How many points did Judah Kelly score this year? Total, a total, I have no idea. Every time I saw his name in a gate, he either scored like 40 or five. Yeah, there was, there was some hot and cold there for Judah. It's, it, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, I guess I'd just dominate the podcast to say what I want. Um, since right I, you, since you said I was the all time bullshitter, well, I, yeah. I, I thought, I thought Coach Dunlap just did a fantastic job with that crew. I do want to give him a good shout out there. He came in, he, they hired him super late. There's a lot of, MWP inner turmoil, a lot of things going on behind the scenes that he was having to deal with and navigate with his team and put us, you know, put a staff together right away and yeah. deal with all those things. Uh, brand new team. Uh, they were, they were, they didn't make districts. And, but at the same time, they, they played Toledo super tough. They played two to Lake super tough. You know I mean? Right down to the final possessions. They were just, you know, just, just right there from, from really competing in the middle of that league. So I thought, uh, navigating everything that, that he had to do his very first year and getting hired so late, I thought they came out and played hard. I was, I was overall, I was super impressed by him. What, what happened to the old Martin White Pass coach? Where, where'd he go? I don't know that bum. I'm glad they got rid of him. No, I <laughs> <laughs> was worthless. <laughs> Nobody got less out of more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to move on to the brackets. Of course, it's district four. 2B basketball. Uh, the first round officially took place Saturday. That boys and girls were Saturday, right? Yes. Okay. So we are just we're doing a like a late preview, but you know, it's any preview is a good preview. It's the longest district tournament. It's two weeks, two and a half it's, weeks. It's so, so goddamn. It what is. is the most games a team can play in a district six, tournament? Six. Uh, right? Let's see if you played the first round. One, two, three, four, five, six. 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 That's that's a third of your season. It is. It's a lot. All right, uh, we're going to break down the boys' bracket first. Um, the big question looking at this bracket, can anybody beat Napavine that you guys see on the board? Is there a team that you think, like, ah, they, they could give Napavine a really good game, or is Napavine the, the, the odds-on favorite? I, th I think the only way Napavine gets a close game 
in districts is if they just don't come to play. Mm-hmm. I think if Napavine has a close game, it's more about Napavine's preparation than it is about the other team. I could see I, that. I think I think they have all the experience you could ever want. Mm-hmm. They check a lot of the boxes you need to check to be a great team. Um, whereas the other, everybody else in the district has, has, they have something that's missing or, you know, like if you look at Adner, right, they've just had injuries and they're missing, uh, uh, Eli Smith, Mm -hmm. you know, all season and, and Braden come back mid season. And that's just hard to get back. And he's done a good job just trying to step back in, but it's just hard when you're not in rhythm. And then, you know, they got a ton of youth that's playing, right? There's everybody's got something missing except for Napa Vine. So if they have a close game, that's that's going to say more about what Napa Vine did than more about what the other team did, I think. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that too. I mean, I've watched them play a lot, and it's their depth and multiple guys that can score. And, um, you know, you watch them against Adna the other day, and James isn't doing as much as he normally does early, but Prather's going off, and I hadn't seen Prather's name in the paper as much of late. And then it's Denault. So, I mean, just the balance and the, the bench. And then on the flip side, the, when I look at, a possible semi, though, when you look at it, could be them and Tudor Lake, right? Yeah. You never want to count Tudor Lake out, right? And so I look at that matchup in the semis, and it's like, okay, if Swanson came to play, got him in a little foul trouble, he gets to the line an average of probably 18 times a game, it seems like. You know, there is a possibility, but on paper, I don't think anybody's within 15 to 20 of them. What's uh, off the top of your head, Dylan, maybe you know this. What, what was their closest league game this year? I want to say they had a scare in Wakaiakum. That was the Wakaiakum game, right? Kathlamet tends to do that. They did at Wakaiakum, 63-58. Okay, so yeah, there there there's been teams you know in the orbit of them. Um, that'll yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. Uh, so that was at Kathlamet. It is. You guys know this. Tough place to play. It it, it is. The rims seem like they're eleven feet tall. Uh, you it's got to be gonna, the hardest gym floor oh. in the entire in the entire world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with, with the red velvet bro. drape over there. There's there's concrete that's softer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so glad we're bringing this debate back to the forefront. Uh, I, I still <laughs> someone you, needs someone needs to look up the their home winning percentage versus road winning percentage. I would love to know the answer to that. I'm sure it's uh, a big discrepancy. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go through the quarterfinal games of the Two B Boys Tournament. These are taking place. Uh, Tomorrow, Wednesday night, February 7th. Uh, first up, we've got Tudor Lake versus Chief Leshai. Tudor Lake coming off a 57-42 win over Kalama. Uh, who do you guys like here? What do you know about Leshai? Uh, I mean, we played them last year in the district semis. They graduated. I, I want to say his last name was Brown. I think he's at Evergreen right now, Evergreen State College. He got a ton back. They're all about the same size, if I remember right. I'm going to cheat and look at the yeah, roster. They're, if I remember right, they're all the roster there. Yeah, they're all between like five ten and six one. They're all just they're just guards. They they get up and down the floor. They're going to pressure the absolute dog crap out of you. They will ball pressure you to death if you let them. But at the same time, if you can if you can control tempo and establish some paint presence, you know, and, and maybe control the three point line for them a little bit, I think you're okay. All right. Yeah, it's the tale of two styles. I mean. You watch Tudor Lake play. It's it's old school. It's it's uh, controlled, walk, a little controlled, bit. and then they're going to try and speed it up. I just think that one comes down to the tempo, like that Chad says. I mean, Chief Lush, I just beat Iwako on the other side uh, just this last week. Who's the number one? And if there's anybody that's scarier to play, I mean, I watched Wakayakum and Adna Boys play Lummy. Uh, over the break, who kind of plays similar to, to Chief Leshai there. And uh, if you let them play their style, Lake Roosevelt has that style. Um, 
you know, they can win. But it's a tale of two styles right there. All right. Um, let's see. That game, uh, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock in Rochester. Uh, 7.30 at WF West on Wednesday night. Forks at Napavine. Forks coming off a 72-66 win over Rainier. Napavine, of course, being uh, pretty good. They're undefeated? Yes, they are. Okay. Undefeated Napavine. Um, does Forks have a shot? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know if that qualifies the hot take, but no. Uh, doesn't, doesn't Forks have like a pretty big guy, like a center, some kind? I thought Dylan told me about that. Uh, Forks, let's see. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's someone on another team. Could be. Not that all, I think they can beat Napoleon, but. 6 2 and under. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So somebody else. As, is that. How many district games has Forks? Is that their first district game since the first district win that they've had since they've uh, come back? Into District Four, and it might be. I think it they've been out. Be. I think they've been out in two every year. Not sure. All I right. might be wrong on that. Maybe two years ago, maybe they won one. But I think they've been because they won their league or took second in their league up there. Then we beat them. But I thought they had Toronto lost the very next game. All right, congrats, Forks, on uh, making history recently. Took an extra frame. Yeah, had to go to overtime. And <laughs> Jake Meldrum, I think, had thirty six in that game. But like you said, props to Forks. All right, uh, next game. This is oh, six that, o'clock. No, oh, that's uh, I was, I'm wrong. No, they beat Tootle in a like a playing game or opening round when they hosted two years ago. Gotcha. Really, Tootle had to go up to Forks and got dumped. Wow, gotcha. that was probably the COVID year. No, it was, it was a year after that. Gotcha. They did. They went up there because I talked to because we had four, that was when we played Forks. I talked to Swanson on the phone after that game, and he was um, unhappy. Yeah, he was not happy. no. Yeah, yeah, hard to believe. He was <laughs> he was mad. Uh, all right, uh, Wednesday night, six o'clock in Chehalis, WF West, Toledo versus Wakayakum. Uh, where did Wakayakum finish in the league standings? Three, second, second. Yep, yep. All right, uh, Toledo Wakayakum. Can Grady's boys pull an upset? Toledo coming off a sixty forty nine win over Raymond. I think they could. Yeah, um, I feel like they played you, them close. Yeah, uh, Toledo plays everybody close. Um, if you remember the Dennis Bauer days, uh, it reminds me of a buddy at Ridgefield Buff. They they play a style mm-hmm. where they're not going to lose by ten, but they're not going to win by ten. Yeah. And the way Robbie plays is like his girls. If you come across the timeline, it's going up. So between Carlson, Sauce had forty five the other night against Ani, broke that record. Um, more points the better. And so I just think right now Wakaikum probably is playing the best outside of Napavine going into the tournament. So I think that's a tough matchup. I, you know, I think Toledo, or Toledo needs – they need Cooper Fallon to score. Yeah. I think they need Cooper to be dominant, and it'll be an interesting matchup for him as kind of being more of established as the guy for them going up against Sauce, who's you know, a three-year starter or what have you for, for them. It'll be an interesting matchup down there and how, mu- how much uh, Fallon can, can go at Sauce and, and get the points that's required for Toledo to, to be competitive in that game against uh, – Sauce is maybe a, a, a little taller and a little more athletic, although Cooper, I think, is bigger. Yeah. So it would be an interesting matchup right And the there. nice part about it, these teams that played on Saturday don't have the jitterbugs. You know, they already yeah. they got that one game out of the way, so they're walking in the gym like, heck, I, we've already played. You know, and that's an advantage for yeah. sure. And uh, a guy who maybe hasn't been as prolific as a scorer all season but has been lately, Trevin Gale, small sample size, but he's scored about 13 to 16 points each of the last four Again, small sample size, but it's a good time of year to be playing your best ball, and they might need that going in 
well, I guess they're not going to Kathleen, but going up against Wakaiakum, regardless of where it is, that's a tough matchup. For sure. All right. Uh, and then the final quarterfinal game Wednesday night. This one's 7.30 in Rochester. Adna versus Ilwaco. Adna coming off a 64-41 win over Ocosta. Uh, Banish, any thoughts? You've surely seen Adna a time or two this year. I tell you, these two teams meet all the time. It kind I mean, of feels like they do, doesn't it? Yeah. They LCC last year, the MLK Classic. They met in districts. It's just like they can't stay away from one another. And mm. uh, Eli Smith, we, we were down 10 and lost to Eli at halftime, and we came back with the young freshman and uh, beat him by one or two early, early, third game of the year. And uh, I think that one's a, that, that one is a, a pick em probably. Uh, Braden's coming back and playing much better. Uh, I hate to say it, but we're close to home. It's at Rochester. Uh, the travel for Iwako Forks and them does wear on you in this tournament. But I tell you, I, I think that's going to be – that one right there is probably the best game on paper out of all four of them. I like senior year, Brayden. I, I, my gut, just from coaching against him the last – you know, his whole career until this year, um, I think he's going to be on a little bit of a mission. I, 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 my gut tells me that he's probably playing with uh, some pissed-offness. Yeah. He's missed a lot. And, is, that a, uh, is that a technical and, you know, term? He, it, it is. That's That's <laughs> – yeah, you wouldn't know unless you're really into it, um, but it is a term <laughs> that, that only the professionals use. And, uh, and yeah, I think that the, I, my gut says he, that kid's going to be on a mission. You know what I mean? He will be whatever he's got, Iwako is going to get it from him. Uh, it is a two-hour and ten-minute commute from Iwako to Rochester High School. Right. Anybody keeping score at home? So, yeah, nice nice little advantage for Adna there. Yeah, and um, Saturday, I haven't seen Braden sell me 100% this season, but – Saturday was as close to 100% as I've seen him. And Salmi was saying, you know, I'm seeing shades of the old Braden again. And right. Kind of yeah. like Trevor Gale. It's a good time of year to see that. And um, I think also just the entire team's going to kind of come in a little bit more focused. They won by 23, but Salmi, he just used the word lethargic right. a few times. You know, they kind of, it wasn't the prettiest game and it wasn't the prettiest win. I think coming into a quarterfinal against a better Owaco team, he's going to have the guys prepared. And I think it's going to be a great one. Uh, Luke Lover ready to go. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Yeah. Walker, are they the one out of the Pacific? They are. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, those games Wednesday night at various locations. Um, question for you two experts: Which five teams make it to state out of this two uh, B boys bracket? Uh, Chris, you've got the board in front yeah. of you. You can go ahead and go first. Oh, I'm gonna go Napavine, uh, okay. Wakayakum. All right. Just out of yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Tootle. Um, they'll find a way. Okay. I'm going to go the winner, Adna or Iwako. I'm going to go Adna. Okay. And then the loser of that is going to get in on the backside, Iwako. So I think I'm going to take those five. Okay. Four from the Central, one from the Pacific. Adna, Iwako, Napavine, Tootle Lake, and Wakaikum. Correct. All right. Not in that order. No. Okay. I'm, I'm going to incline to agree Almost all the way. Okay. Um, but I'm going to say that somehow um, Scott manages to get Leshai over there. Really? Fairly consistently. Like, like, but, but they'll, they will go. I just, now they'll have a regional game, so maybe not all the way to Spokane. Well, I have to see how that works out. But somehow he manages to sneak through that loser's bracket every all the time, though. I mean, they do go fairly consistently, and, and Iwako has not. 
Right. They, they, they have it. There isn't that, like, I don't think there's that, uh, uh, expectation there. And, and unless I was missing their two of their top players, almost the entire season just got them back. Yeah. So I, I, I think Leshai is the best team right now as we're sitting here healthy mm-hmm. um, in the Pacific. And I think that I'll agree with you on that banish all the way up until Leshai. And I'm going to take Leshai over Owako sneaking out of there. And I'm going to tell you what, the way they crossed down, he's probably close because Adna, Iwako, or Rainier, one of them's not going. Yeah. Because with Rainier's loss, the loser of Adna Iwako goes up to play Rainier. So one yeah, of them that's interesting. Neither of you guys had Rainier in there, despite uh, they were what third CTVL fourth. Where, they ended up in they? the five, and and okay. Toledo was six. Okay, all right. Yeah, and it's just when you lose that first, there's just that margin for error is just not there. Yeah. It's yeah, it's got to be it's disheartening. A, it's and, a brutal yeah, you're it's a brutal road. You lose that first one, man. It's just you're playing every just, other night. Yeah, uh, and you must want to stay out of there as for as long as you can. It's just I would have said maybe Rainier had they had they gotten that that last one but but you you lose that it's just the odds are so stacked against you yeah um all right is there a team on the board that you guys see slipping through as a non-finalist and then overachieving in spokane finishing you know top three four five somewhere in there which is kind of a like you know wide open wild question but a team that you think like won't be in the final two on saturday but could still do some damage over there uh i think it's uh just just on here because of where they might finish in the RPI and, and the, the code, the committee and all that. I think Wakayakum is the one um, okay. I've seen him play in the Christmas tournament. I've seen him play six times live yeah. and uh, they can score the ball and he plays eight to nine kids and they're in and out and he has depth. He has depth, depth travels. Um, I, I'm going to say Wakayakum on that one um, of all the teams sitting here. Okay. I, I actually, we're, this is less fun because you stole my answer. So, because I, I still think they got three veteran guys there in Carlson and Sauce and Johnson. Um, uh, they've been there. They, I mean, they did it. I mean, last year, obviously, they had uh, they had uh, Brody with them, but I just think that experience just pays mm-hmm. when you get over to Spokane. It just pays to walk into that building and, and have been there before. Sometimes, when, for teams to do well, you have to get there before you can get there, so to speak. And they've been there already. Yeah. And and now going back with the right draw, mm-hmm. you know you can go over there and, and get and get hot. Lord knows they can, you know they can, they can shoot it. And if they have the right draw, then then you know I don't see why they can't dump somebody over there. Okay. Uh, quick look at the RPI board on the two B boys side. You've got Napvine at number one, Lake Roosevelt two, Columbia Burbank three, Colfax four, Tri Cities Prep five. Before we get to another two B team or C two B L team at Tuta Lake. Number six, um, how does the rest of the state look to you guys, and how do you think District 4 stacks up? As a district? As, as a whole? District, as, as, as a district, I think it's Napa Vine, and then it's, and it's a bunch of people after that. Yeah. I think Napa Vine um, is head and shoulders better than everybody in the district. I don't think it's a particularly strong district, top to bottom, as mm-hmm. strong as it has been in previous years. Yeah. Um, as, at the state level, I just Columbia Burbank's to lose. I think I think I think if I was a betting man, that's where I'd put my money. Are you not a betting man? I am a betting man, but no okay. one's offering me any bets. So. Right, well, um, <laughs> I'd have to bet to be a betting man. I'm a potentially a betting man. Uh, yeah, you're a bettor without a betty. <laughs> uh, uh, but Columbia yeah. Burbank, they that crew has been there. It's their third year back. Assuming you know, obviously, assuming they go get through districts, mm-hmm. um, I they've got to be on. I mean, they're absolutely on a mission. 
Yeah. I mean, this, this is, this is their sport. This is what they've been sitting on this whole time. This is finally our year. I'm sure that's their, their mentality. Um, you know, if, if hopefully for Napa vine, cause obviously I root for the D four, hopefully they can get on the other side of the bracket. Yeah. And you can build towards that. That'd be a fun title game to build to, mm-hmm. uh, similar to, us like ten years ago, we built to St. George. It was us and number one, St. or that's number two, St. George. Number one, you just built the whole season for it. Yeah, and I really think Navavine and and uh, Chloe Burbank have. I'm sure they're watching each other's scores. Right. Yeah. And Burbank went over to Lake Roosevelt and won by ten or twelve at Lake Roosevelt this weekend yeah. in a nice little crossover to see where they're at. That's that's a game that'll pay off for both those teams. Mm-hmm. Win or lose it, I think that's a game that pays off. It's a good game to go get. Yeah. Okay. And then Colfax, I've seen because I've been watching their girls and they play double headers. They're pretty good, good size. They shoot it, six uh, eight kid inside. They got LRS's best player from last year's there. Uh, he's six five kid inside, How did, six they four. Just so. moved into the district, huh? I guess so. Yeah, weird, weird. Not going there. Okay, yeah, you wouldn't for Madden. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> nothing, that, that was my outside nothing, voice. Was is that on the podcast? Nothing like that has ever transpired in uh, Morton or White Pass. Mm. Um, Never. <laughs> no, name one. Name what? Don't name one time. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, I'll ask you guys because you both you both been there. Um, coaches always talk about like first round jitters playing in Spokane. Is it different playing in the dome or coaching kids in in the arena? I guess, the arena, not the dome. We're not talking about we're not talking about Yakima here. Yeah, how I, much I, of a different difference is it when you get into you know the arena? It's different because of the limelight. But for my kids, this will be their fifth. For this group of eighth grade, they they been there or the COVID season would have been there every year. And he's talking about that experience. They've been there, done that. Yeah. I think it's more of when you play. We've been in that 9 a.m. game twice. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a different, that's a different mentality of how you got to prep them to get them awake and all that. I think that's more of it than the game itself. I don't like to walk into a gym and play the first game at district. I like to go in like tomorrow. Yeah. We watch Napa Vine. I think Iwaka girls before us. I like that. I don't like to be the first game right away. Just walk in like saw me on Saturday where there was nobody in that gym. Right. So it's just all that. It's just the preparation and what time do you play is, is big for me. And, uh, other than that, it's just a game when the when the light when the, when the ball goes up, it's just another game. But uh, it's an experience that he's talking about about the Wakayakum boys who got that taste last year. So that's why I was kind of going with them too. And once you have that taste, then they know how to travel. They know how yeah. to do all those things. I'll agree. The the when when you play does does matter. I know last year we knew we were gonna have morning games, so we uh we we tried to practice in the morning. We talked about, hey, we go in the morning. We gotta do these things in the morning. Why? Because when we get to Spokane, you know, we anticipate being in Spokane. Like, like we got to. It's gonna be morning games. And then, lo and behold, we get dumped first round. Then we're playing nine a.m.ers and eight a.m.ers, yep. right? Yep. And we come out. And we win, and we win those egg McMuffin games. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, some of that is attributed to we did some prep work ahead of time, anticipating playing in the morning. Um, but I think for those uh, for those that have been there. I think I think Coach Banish is right. You, if you've been there as a coach and a staff, you've been there as players. The expectations there. You get there, you're like, this is where we're supposed to be. Yeah, we're not we're not over here just walking and being like, oh shit, we're in the arena or whatever. Um, you know, you walk in there, hey, you know where the locker rooms are, you know where it's at. I think it's much much more difficult um, for a team to walk in there or even a coach to walk in there and be like, it can it can, it can the building can eat you up if you let it. Yeah, uh, but. But if you walk in there and you've been there a handful of times, I think having that tradition really pays, um, which is why, like I said, I would lay my money like on an Vine or a Columbia Burbank or whoever. So that they've done that before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, have you guys gotten the state state finalist? 
Napa Vine and Burbank? Um, I'm going to go Burbank and, uh, boy, I haven't watched the other ones enough. But if Napa Vine can get opposite, whoever's opposite of, yeah. of Burbank, like he said. But I, that Roosevelt team from last year, I remember watching them and how quick and uh, athletic they are. And you don't teams like that don't have to necessarily shoot it well over there because they create everything off of their pressures. And so yeah. can they make layups? Well, making layups is a little bit easier than making it. So I'm, I'm going to take Burbank and a, and a Lake Roosevelt final. We, okay. we beat Roosevelt last year over there. Uh, they did shoot it particularly poorly against us. We uh, went zone, did some things there. But you're right, though. They are up and down the floor. You have some guys that can flat out fly. And so... You know, how good is your transition defense, you know, and, and things like that. Can you can you initiate into your offense? How good is your point guard? Because if, if, if you allow that pressure to take you out of your offense, then a team like Roosevelt is just going to – they're just going to feast on you. And once they get downhill and get rolling, those teams, they're, they're good for a reason. And I, yeah. I just feel like those teams can play on back-to-back-to-back days because they're, they're built for it. Yeah. They're built just to play. Yeah, right. you just get over there. It's, it's a guards game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It really is a guards game. You go over there, your guards have to perform. I like Napavine because I think they yeah, have good guards. They do. Yeah. They have, they have good guards. They typically will take care of it for the most part. Um, Colfax has size, so. They yeah. they do. They do. Hopefully, you know, of course, you know, don't start on me with the, well, I guess I don't care about the refs. Anymore. I can complain about it. Like, they just, they absolutely ref bigs terribly over there in Spokane. <laughs> It's 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 the worst. They just ref him right did out of the game. Did you have a big a good big at some point? I did, and they they actually just shorted him two tournaments in a row. The best players in the tournament just absolutely destroy him, <laughs> ref him right out of the freaking game. Uh, there we go. I did voice my opinion from the floor several times about it, but yeah, if if because what you get is you get teams and they're just just pushing, lean and shove. And I if if I, my guy was allowed to guard like that, you know what I mean? But he's yeah. not. Instead, you ref him out of the freaking game, and so that, because post play is so rare. Any more true post play back to the basket post play, and so rare referees don't know how to ref it. Yeah, and it, and it's a it, it complete swings game, which is why I said it's, it's a guards game when you get over there. Right, totally agree with that. All right, we're gonna move on to the District Four Two B Girls Tournament. Um, yeah, Chad, yeah Chad so is, this is where most boys basketball coaches and stuff they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. Chad's he's, he wants my bracket. He don't even Chad know who's like, who. Hand me that Look program. at him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, first up for you guys, who is the favorite? And if the favorite is Adna, does one of our guests feel like there is a target on their back? No, I'm not saying any favorites. Um, we've all, we've all had good years. Um, Rainier beat us there early in the season. Um, we were able to get Napavine at our place in a, in a tight one. And then we were able to go to obviously up to Rainier and and get them last week. But Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what. It, that is about matchups and and style. We we play different style than Rainier uh, Napa Vine um, plays a little bit more similar style to us. But it's just about style, knowing each other's plays, um, what they do, uh, tendencies. And so honestly, um, to the lakes right there. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't. I'm not going to – I don't think any of us really have a bullseye on our back as far as that goes because I think this is one year I can say um, there's some there's some good quality teams here on the in, in D4. This is the funner of the two tournaments, of the boys and girls. The girls' I, side I, is I way agree. more fun. I yeah, agree. I agree. Way more fun of a tournament. And and I'll have you know I do pay attention <laughs> a little bit to the girls. Maybe not statewide, but but to the girls. Um, but, but, yeah, I think, you know, I – 
the, the semifinal games are just going to be brutal. Well, that, just, two, yeah. that two spot you talked about. Yeah, the, well, the, yeah, the two hole. Nabavine is in the driver's seat as far as draw goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the better of the best draw. The two, if you're the if you're the central two, and every and every coach will tell you this. So this just in central two is the best is the best draw you can have in the tournament. Um, I, I'm particularly fond of that draw, and so I have some experience with that draw. Um, but yeah, so Nabavine's got the easier route on paper. But at the same time, uh, that semifinal game, let's say it goes chalk and it's you and Rainier, that's shake it there early, man, because that's that's a ball game. Yeah, that's that's to be that's to be a hell of a lot of fun. But but whoever comes out of that's got to feel really really good. Like, yeah. ho- you know, holy cow! Like we're we're playing our whoever whoever wins that game is playing their best basketball in that very moment, mm-hmm. and that feels good going into the to championship. Saying, hey, we're playing our best ball right now. Yeah. You know, because you, you just have to to get out of that semi. Right. And one thing all three of us did, if you guys remember, is, is uh, those two beat Brewster and Mabton during the season, brought them mm-hmm. over. We went up. We got Nia Bay. We got uh, Crosspoint, who are 1-2 and two in the 1B. Uh, we were able to play Mark Morris. Uh, Rainier went clear down and beat a Mountain View team who's, like, top 15 RPI 4A. So we all kind of did uh, – I think Napvine's only other loss besides us is to White River, who's in the top 12. So I think we all went out and, and helped each other um, scheduling-wise um, yeah. to, to, to get out there and get some qu- good quality wins. To, to try boost and be, those RPI numbers a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, you want to be in the top eight. Yeah. You want to give yourself two chances, right? And you want to give yourself a chance for a buy. And I think we've all done that, but in this tournament, we got to go earn it. Yeah. Yeah, this, I think in the entire state, this is a tournament everyone's watching in the girls' side. Mm-hmm. Well, they it should. Is, I mean, the top three. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. a ridiculous tournament. It's just, it's just, it's rare that you get, you know, sometimes you'll get a one and a three or a one and a four or whatever. And that's happened lots of times in our district, boys and girls' side. But to be one, two, three, I mean, you, you, district four historians would know more than me, but uh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's happened. That might be, that might be a district four first to have one, two, three in the state. In it's, our district. It's been a while. You'd have to go back to God, I, maybe like a like a Mossy Rock White Pass Napavine season back in the mid two thousands. Yeah. Somewhere in that so, ballpark. Something be something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wakaikum was ranked way high a handful of times in those. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Wakaikum. Sorry, mm-hmm. Robbie. Um But but one one, two, three, if, if it has happened, it has I bet it ain't been more than once. No. To walk in to start district play, go one, two, three in the state. Yeah, and that yeah, that's that's a hell. Of, it's gonna be a hell of a tournament. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And like I say, coming out of there, going to Spokane, you gotta just like with like, like you said, who you've played. Mm-hmm. You know, each of those teams, who they've played, they like you walk in there like, like no one scares me. I fear absolutely no team here, but every team here probably fears me. Yeah, right. And and when you look across the state, Warden is is. Uh, Got his coach's daughter. She's she's going uh, Division One, and then you got the Colfax girl who's top fifteen in the in the nation, I think, at her her position, and she's got fifty two some D one offers. So Colfax has those two teams have those two have players that none of us have. Okay, yeah. the, those two are right now are the best two girls basketball players projected in in. Two. And then the rest of us might have. More as a team goes, though we might be we might yeah. be more balanced. So they have the star power, maybe, but we I think all three of us have pretty good balance. I would take balance over star power all day long. It's yeah. not it's not even close. I'd take that a thousand times before. Just give me one good player and some and some average. Give me give me balance, 
And I'll say, like, that one good player isn't good enough to outscore all of us. They're just not. Do those east side teams with the star power not have balance like that? They don't have the balance they've had as last year. Colfax lost all their – most of their guards, although they are playing better as late. But uh, Warden Warden has a little bit more balance. Uh, I I project them, honestly, uh, if they win their district, uh, they could be the number – they could be the number one. Uh, right. I thought I thought Idaho was the number one though. Nah. That's what I thought. I, that's what the RPI board says. Yeah, that's, yeah, uh, it is never that. told a lie. Not one. <laughs> that's just never. numbers. That's just a, no eye test. Head to head means everything in the RPI. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so great. I don't have a I don't have a horse in the race this year, so I can just I can just say whatever. It's yeah, just, it's great, it's, isn't it? It's a wonderful position to be in. Uh, let's take a look at tomorrow night's games. Uh, first up on the bracket, it's six o'clock in Montesano. Beautiful Montesano. Rainier versus Raymond South Bend. Rainier coming off a 66-43 over 66-43 win over Morton White Pass in the uh, first round. Um, who do you guys like there? I'm going to stay out of this one. Coward. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh, banish! No. I'm so disappointed. Yes. I'll have you know, I gave my picks when I was sitting in your seat. <laughs> I'll have you. Did I not? Yeah, you did. Thank yeah. You. you don't have to give a pick, but like Rainier, good. All right, he's nodding. <laughs> they Rainier beat him by forty two weeks ago. Okay, uh, well, all right. Uh, something real quick. Something about Morton White Pass against Rainier. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Morton, um, I believe Rainier went to Morton like seven days ago, mm-hmm. and it was a really tight game, and they only ended up winning by about eight. And then through the first twelve minutes or so in this first round of this district tournament, it was pretty similar, where it was just Morton took a small lead and. You're kind of sitting there going, what is it about this Morton White Pass team that, you know, obviously a good team has made it this far, but against Rainier specifically, Rainier just can't seem to pull away against these guys. And then the second half, they kind of obviously pulled away for a 20-plus point win. But um, Well, yeah. obviously, people just underestimate people from, you know, the east end of the county. They think they're, you know, <laughs> simple folk, uh, you know, not into that book learning. Um, Chad, thoughts? <laughs> As he's reading. <laughs> I was trying to read. I, didn't, I was going to get some help here. It's, it's got letters in here. It's, I was just, honestly, I just look at the picture. You're like, that person looks like they might be good. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. I think we, we, we learned school real good. <laughs> get you out of your prescription. No, because Mays had 27, I think, against, uh, I guess, Rainier when, when they came to Morton White Pass. That sounds she right. went off. She had like she had a few five, th- five, six threes. She had a few threes the other day, too. She kept them kept in it early. Yeah, right. so. It's good, it's good for her to get up there and get 27. I give a shout out to my hometown people there. Yeah. Uh, next game on the board, Toledo versus Adna. This is at WF West at 7.30 tomorrow night. Uh, Banish, I suppose you're abstaining here as well. I'm just here. Just happy to be here. Yep. Uh, yeah, Adna, um, I feel like they handled Toledo handily there a few times. Dylan? I'd agree. I'd lean Adna here. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chad, do you have any thoughts? Give me 30. I will take Toledo. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> betting man, Chad. He's Kramer. not a betting man, though. <laughs> not not a betting man. All right. Uh, Ilwako Napavine playing at six o'clock in Shehalis tomorrow night. Um, I, I, you want you want it, thirty here, Chad? <laughs> How many we got to give you to take Ilwako? <laughs> uh, more than thirty. More than thirty. Uh, yeah, Napavine, as discussed, has a pretty good spot in this bracket. Um, nothing against Ilwako, but uh, yeah, Napavine, pretty good. I, Chris, would you agree? Yeah, good. They good team. Good team. They very few teams, like Chad said, have post play, and uh, with O'Neill. She creates 
some issues for teams, and I just think, yeah, with her and the big girl at Rainier, and then obviously I have the Chapman girl, like very few teams play with a big, and all three of us play with a big. And I think that is is something that goes, you know, everybody wants to face up and play, you know, but we each have a player that can play with their back to the basket, and I think they have have the nod there in size. All right. Uh, and then the final game of the quarterfinals, Tudor Lake versus Forks. This is 7.30 in Montesano. Tudor Lake is coming off a 60-16 to 16 win, Jesus, over Chief Leshi on Saturday. Uh, Tudor Lake get the – even though Tudor Lake is coming out of the first-round bracket, do they get the, the nod over Forks here? Yeah, I think – Darren's still coaching them, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he'll have them, he'll have them ready to go. I got a lot of faith in, in Darren and his daughter's playing, and she's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, here's the stat for you for them. Tudor Lake is 17-4. and four. Their four losses came to us, Rainier, and two to Napavine. They've won every other game. So they've beat Mount Vernon Christian, who's number three in the RPI and the 1B. Uh, they've obviously swept the rest of our league. I think they're built for it. Um, the travel, once again, for Forks, I yeah. just I, – I, I like what he's doing there. He does a really, really good job. Um, they play so hard. His kids play so hard, and they actually have some size. Um, it's going to come down to Forks sits in a one-three-one, and they leak the the Johnson girl out of the top of it, and she averages twenty-five and a half. It's the worst. It's the worst defense they play on one-three-one. Just leak guys off so, the top. That's what she it's does. Just, it's just any coach that does that. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't don't recall, just, yeah, don't recall don't. Hazen down there just running. <laughs> yeah. right? Shot goes up, he takes down and does a euro and tries to lay it in. Right. <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah, exactly. we we, co- we we tried to coach against it though. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we didn't we didn't want him to doing that. Yeah, so it's very slimmer, very very slimmer uh, game tomorrow for for Tootle and Forks. Would you guys say that if we end up with four C two B L teams in the semis, that that would kind of be chalk in this bracket? I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, the 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 thing that I worry about, not to skip past districts, is just you guys getting over there. And we talked about this the other day when we ran, ran into each other, Jim. Um, just facing each other first round. You always smoke candy. You don't want to just face each other the, that first, second round. Yeah. And But the problem is, is that if the four of you go over, there's just no avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you want the, the, you always want the D4 to do well. Like, is it, you know, I don't have a horse in the race to go side. I want the D4 to do so well. And then you go over there and you're like, we're just eliminating each other. Right. Yeah. And Was it, that you and Napavine last year? Yeah. We Well, yeah. We, um, we eliminated Napavine last year. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I don't like yeah. to be like that. But, right. but yeah. But yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I certainly did at the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but like you said, if we want all these bursts, we can't complain. We get five bursts. And if we, yeah. hopefully, if if we got, some of us will be in the top eight to get there. And I, I, I think Toodle is right there. They're at nine or nine right now, maybe. Um, boy, if they could get in the top eight, it'd be great. But if not, I still think that if they're a nine, 10, or 11, I still think they are scary. And they, they're a team that could get there and and would fear no one we faced the best there is a whole bunch of times i agree yeah so i could walk in and be like well they ain't as good as the teams we've already played you know and so you want to ask like dark horses and who can make runs right it's a team like that they can make a run and be like get the right draw and all of a sudden they start dumping teams well who is this well shoot they've only lost to the top three teams they've, they've kicked everybody else's ass yeah you know it should be it should be a shock if they make a run um, and that kind of, I had a series of questions lined up here, but we could just consolidate it down into one. Is there a chance for a C2BL sweep for the five state births? A legitimate chance. I mean, it, could, it, it looks like it could happen, but who would be your fifth? It? It's Toledo. Toledo. Yeah. And, and they can, they can do it. They, I would say of all these teams here, Randy and what, Brian, uh, 
But Toledo hangs their hat on is good, solid man-to-man defense. Yeah. They do it all the time. Well, there's boys that are like, they know how to they how to switch a ball screen, they know how to hedge a ball screen. They know how to, they, they, they know where team's weaknesses are. They are prepared. They are prepared. And I feel like they are one that, you know, th- those two right there, Tudor Lake and them, could it happen? Absolutely. The bigger question is, will we get a, will we get a uh, all-central league state title game? Ooh. They're spicy. According to the RPI board right now, number one is Adna. Congratulations. Means nothing. Congratulations on the February 5th <laughs> RPI championship. Yeah. Um, that's today at practice. <laughs> on the wall. I'm not huge on cutting. Did you guys have Justin Van to do, uh, to no, do hang rings? the banner? That kind of thing. Never seen league Paint titles be cut down. We, no. we, we no. never, we never cut them for a league title ever. No. I will say that we, Whatever we were able to win them, whether in high school or even as a coach, if, if we yeah. got really title, we didn't cut nets for them. Well, and in Valley, we wouldn't have had any nets left. <laughs> so you're in the Pacific, though, so. Oh. I forget I'm in a Is room that, with two, tier, two Valley tier, guys here. Two, yeah. tier, tier two uh, league over there. Is it like a new thing this year, like cutting down nets for I, league championships? I feel like I've never seen that I've, I don't. I've never seen it. No. So Nino did it. But it was their first league title in like 11 years. Where's, so wait, where's, kinda, where's their athletic director from? Valley. Is he, is he a valley guy? But he, but he laughed. <laughs> <laughs> valley, valley wasn't good enough, so he there. took off for Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he, yeah, did. he, he did. Couldn't hack it at Valley. He did go to Aberdeen. That is true. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the RPI board for 2B Girls, Adna 1, Rainier 2, Okanagan 3, Tenasket 4, Napavine 5, then Warden, then Forks, then Colfax. Is Okanagan... Yeah, they, right. they lost a couple of kids, but they're legit. The Bozel girl's tough, point guard. The unsung, the one that nobody knows about there is Tenasket. They've actually had a nice little run here. They're 18-3 and three according to this board. Yeah, they're the one in there that's beaten Brewster. Um, they've That's probably their biggest quality of win. But Warden, if you look at their schedule, they've beaten Colfax. They've beaten Okanagan. They've beaten Mapton. So Warden is the one over there that has probably the best strength of schedule, and all their losses came to 3A teams. Okay. Um, I got added by 15. Okay, great. Do you want to go cut down the nets with him? <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome. Hey, whatever. Well, the last, last time I faced that and I cut down nets. I weird. saw that. Yeah. I, <laughs> God. I, just, I was just getting that picture off of the, the Chronicle online to put on the Cody was the, the head post. of the student section. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. In one, in one of those pictures, you can see me in the background just looking real sad after, <laughs> after we lost the second district championship. Yeah. So it, was a rough, it was a rough night. We had sad lost a heartbreaker. Your, sad in your 1980s basketball shorts that you guys found yeah, a box yeah. of old jerseys. Uh, speaking of championship games, this is like a, a thought, a theory, a take I've had for a while. Um, I think the 2B district championship game night in Chehalis, which this year is February 17th, games at 6 and 8 at WF West, I think that is like peak atmosphere for Lewis County sports. I 100% Thoughts? agree with that. The, the loudest I've ever been a part of, that is, this includes the state title game when we played uh, St. George's, which was the 9 p.m. game, and it was yeah. one versus two. The whole buildup, the whole arena was packed. It was still louder in our triple overtime game with Toledo. Yeah. I've never seen a, a a bigger crowd in that WF West gym. Um, and I, I remember being just nose to nose with our players at the end of the game, just just trying to scream instruction. And they're like, dude, I can't hear you. Yeah. And that was that was the closest game you guys had that to your run, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was ridiculous. They they free throws, they had us dead. And didn't yeah. didn't didn't close the door on the free throws. And then uh Kobe Dunlap hit a couple of shots, come off the bench and a couple of shots. 
is on the on the is uh, uh, you know, he came in and like, hey, Colby, you have to hit a couple, and he yeah. did, and he did, he knocked him down, and then Caleb Zach Walton fouled out, and then Caleb went off, I think, in the third overtime and kind of closed the door there. Yeah, but that was a ridiculous game, but that was the I think it's peak atmosphere. It is yeah. it's ridiculous. And yeah. there's a lot of fun. And definitely peak atmosphere for girls' athletics. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. I mean, boys, you can get state football titles. and there's. But as far as fans and mm. being on top of it, basketball, I mean, every kid in Anna wants to be a part of that now. It wasn't always yeah. that way. And that's that's kind of where it's at is getting there gets the youth and all of them, you know, to buy in. And, yeah. going, and they're bought in. Going off of that, like last year's district championship game, like, the, it felt like the entire Adna student body was there. The entire Navvine student body was there. Yeah. There like was not an open seat in that entire gym. Yeah, uh, we had a, we had a rally for an yeah. hour before we yeah, went you over. Would, you would never get to at a girls' game in any other gym, in any other setting. If you look back into the Chronicle file photos from, I think it was Luke Selby's first or second year coach, or whatever year they won the mm-hmm. championship, the district championship. Right. There's a picture of Braden with like holding up the net, and he's like nine or ten or whatever. Yeah, he's probably. But Thorn, uh, that would have been Thornburg and Blake Davis, Cody, Cody yeah. Young, yep. 2018, yep. right? It had to be Cody's, yeah, yeah the Cody Young, yeah, it's yeah. 18. Yeah, they, they dumped us semifinals in, uh, in, um, in Kelso. Kelso, but that came down to free throws. I mean, that was yeah. close yeah. to yeah. And Matthew Matt's, missed, Matt's, Matt's senior year, right? Matt missed a gimme, uh, missed a layup there, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that would have won it, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just, just, just didn't go down for him, and uh, yeah, yeah, it didn't happen for us, but yeah, I think I got. Dumped by Brock Reve in the semifinals. Oh, yeah. oh God. That was yeah, a that rough game. game. Was, yeah. That was wild. But I think any – what people don't realize is, like, Valley now is 1B. Mossy's 1B. But, like, those are two perennial programs that were a part of this tournament for years, right? Yeah. And yeah. they're still involved. And, like, I get texts. And, like, all those people come to this. Like, mm-hmm. although they're – like, the 2B is where it's at. Yeah. There's no home sites. They're all neutral sites. Um, and I think you see people travel more for this tournament than any other level. It's yeah. a ridiculously great tournament. It is, mm-hmm. a, it is a grind to be – it's so nice. I'm, I'm not doing it this year, but because it is a grind. It will it will wear you out. If you can survive – it's just a meat grind. If you can survive it, like you're so set up for Spokane. Yeah. It's but rewarding. There's a, lo- there's a lot of good teams that stay home. Yeah. Kings, they, you get to Spokane, like, man, we would have beat like three of these teams over here, but we're just stuck in the D4, and it's just brutal. Yeah, and especially like getting back to that that championship game specifically, you walk in and you just like I would sit, you know, at the the press table mm-hmm. at Shalos and just look around the gym and be like, oh yeah, I know them and them and them and them right. and them and that you just know everybody in there on some level. Yep. And that just like that makes it so much more of a wild game. Like you're at a state game and like the state finals are great. They're cool. It's a huge deal. The lights go down, all that shit. But it's not the same as everybody you know packed into the same mid-sized gym screaming at some kid. It, it's 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 wild. It's right. a fun game. Those games get tight, and you guys were in a tight one last yeah, year. You know what I mean? It was just super tight, and and uh, yeah, like and for us, we're like this game will not get over. Like we're we, we've right. left the locker, we're ready to go, and it's like oh, there's still like six more minutes. You know, and what you're mean? hoping yeah. for no overtime. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. I know how that goes. For no overtime. Right. If I think that it does go back to that, because looking at the bracket, it sure seems like it can line up to to the Adna Navvine rematch. I think that it might be even more electric than the boys' game this year, just because I think everyone kind of understands how on another level Navvine is. Yeah, yeah, it could be. And and on here, just I, I brought the book for you guys, but. It's the book, the only the only tournament that has a program. I mean, and it's still five bucks, right? But yeah. Chris Johnson puts endless hours into this thing. Mm-hmm. And just so everybody knows, next year's the hundredth year anniversary, and he po- talks about it in here. He wants to get old photos, old teams, old championships like you guys had, and get 
get this book. It's going to be about double the size next year of just memories from 100 years back. Yeah. No, no one keeps more historical records and has a bigger knowledge of historical records than Chris Johnson. That guy is an absolute savant. You want to know something he most time has off the top of his head, or he'll he knows exactly where to get it. Yeah, he that does. guy that guy is absolutely incredible at these types of things. He's I've leaned on him so much over the years. He's he's just just a wonderful wonderful human, but does a takes a lot of pride in that program, and it is excellent every year. And Salmi and I always use him uh, more so. Salmi, we'd use him to get stats on Kramer, so we could kind of game plan for him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, stats on Kramer. Stats on, stats on me and high school. No, no, oh, on your teams. No. Oh, our teams. Yeah, no. me and high school. There's no stats. No. Can't Personal. shoot. All left. No, that was, that was, he's down there on the baseline taking pictures, and then he charts something. And I'm like, what are you doing down there? <laughs> 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 oh. All right, guys. It's been great having you on. I appreciate it a lot. Uh, we're gonna take a break, and then we'll come back and give Cody his own microphone, and we're gonna do some uh, some other wrap up stuff. Appreciate it, AVT. Thank you for the invite. It's always uh, fun to come here every year and do this. It's great to see you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. You guys having us in. All right, we're back. Uh, Thanks to our special guests, Chris Banish and Chad Kramer, for coming on and telling us the entire truth about everything we asked them about. Um, Before we move on, this podcast is brought to you by Global Septic, providing septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Cowlitz, and Grays Harbor counties. If you've got an all-time bullshitter visiting your home, <laughs> call Global Septic and have them bring a porta potty out for uh, all that extra excrement. Global Septic provides septic pumping inspection, riser installation, commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, and of course, they'll rent you a porta potty and a sink to go with it to wipe your hands of everything you've seen here tonight. Visit <laughs> GoBelSeptic.com, G-O-E-B-E-L Septic.com, or give them a call. 360-736-2167. And now that we've all caught our breaths, poured ourselves a fresh glass of that rosé that's been sitting in the corner for quite some time. <laughs> sure. We've got uh, <laughs> still more basketball to discuss. Uh, Dylan, what the hell's happening with the Evergreen 2A conference? The girls is set. Uh, WFS ran the table. 12 and 0. Black Hills ran the table against every team not named WF West. Tumwater. Sounds good. Even though Reagan Brewer went down, Tumwater still finished 7 and 5. And then Aberdeen went 500 in league. They'll slide into the pigtail. I think the GS, GSHL is still figuring some things out because the brackets aren't, they still just have like seating instead of team names. Yeah. Um, but Aberdeen's in the pigtail. Um, on the boys' side, WF West is actually finishing their regular season right now, um, Monday night against Shelton. If they win, they will be 11 and one and they will be the one. If they lose them and Tom, Tom water, both will be 10 and two. And I've heard from WF West, um, an assistant coach said that elder thinks Tom water will be the one. If WF West loses tonight in Shelton, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they'll go by co-league champs if they're both 10 and two, or if Tom water will, you know, claim a, since they have the tiebreaker, I'm not sure how all that works. Black Hills is in the three and then Shelton win or loses in the, um, pigtail at the four for girls for boys. Oh, okay. Okay. Anything else on the Epco front we need to be worried about? Not for the next few days. No, I don't think so. Uh, when does their district tournament start? Sa- they're usually like a Friday night thing. Friday first round. Uh, okay. The girls. And yeah. Then and then Saturday what, boys, boys Saturday and Black Hills. WF West. Does their tournament last over half a month too? Uh, it does not. They wrap it up in like a week. Uh, 
It's kind of weird. Info, yeah. C2BL, District 4, they're like, all right, ah, settle in, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> we'll be done in March. That's some fundraising to do. Sleep in May. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got some gates to cash in on. Uh, all right. Uh, meanwhile, in the 1A classification, Tonino boys won a league title. The boys did win a league title, and they did cut some nets. They did. Um, they topped. Photos were great. <laughs> <laughs> they were very good photos. Uh, yeah. They topped. Wow, I mixed it up. Elma, yeah. They I was mixing Elma. them up with Edenville, but they did. How dare you? Um, I believe they also ran the table in league. This WIA website is not being kind if to anyone me currently. Anyone from tonight listens to our pod, we aren't hating on you. We're very proud of you guys. I respect it. They brought that ladder out. I was like, this is going to be fun. Um, they lost one game in league, but 7-1 and one in league. Um, they'll host a first-round playoff game tomorrow. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Not tomorrow. Did you see like? Did you see a Silverado in the parking lot with a the ladder in the back of it? And you're like, "Damn it, Bamer!" Did not. I didn't know they were gonna cut nets until I look up after the game, and I don't know if it was Bamer or one of the assistants like lugging the ladder out. And I was like, ah, "All right, here we go." Now we're talking. Uh, you know no what? One, good, it's been a while for them. What 2013? The last time 2013. The wall says 07, but according to Bamer and a mother who showed me a Facebook post from 2013. The wall has not been updated, so now um, they will have to add two league championships to that. Has just, has just nothing happened since two thousand seven, or did they just have a? Is the paint just department just lacking? You know, just haven't made the little. To, I'm oh, sorry, man. Speaking, <laughs> of I didn't microphone. have a mic for the last hour, I'm just, so I'm not used to this. <laughs> well, you remember how microphones work. Um, all right, congrats, Tito. Tito on your league title. Slow down on the rose. Uh, what's going on in the 1B classification? 1B, we'll start in the girls. The Oakville girls are actually playing right now in the first round of that tournament. Um, do we want to talk about that tournament format? Or? I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're hosting. Um, if they win, they'll play either Three Rivers Christian or Nacelle on Wednesday. Not sure where. The PL girls are off until... Friday when they'll host, I guess we could call that a quarterfinal. And the Mossy Rock girls are off until the 12th, which I believe is next Monday, and they're hosting a semi. Is. Um, this is why I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I figured it right. just come up via the dates. But um, on the boys' side, PL, PL boys are in action tomorrow at Mary M. Knight. Mossy Rock is off. They'll host a quarterfinal on the 10th, and then the Oakville boys will host a semi on the 13th. If Mossy wins their quarter, it'll be a Mossy Rock Oakville winner to state semifinal. Okay. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center. During their President's Day sale, you can save up to $900 on a Serta iComfort Eco Mattress when you pair it with a motion-perfect adjustable base uh, visit their website, elamshf.com, to learn more. How are you guys doing on mattresses? Are you sleeping all right at night? Same, same furniture you ask me about every week. J- just flip mine recently. Wow. That's something you got to do, apparently, when you turn become an adult. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. Flip, yeah. I'm going to go That's flip a, thing, a mattress I think, when yeah. I go home. Yeah. You're In just a bit. Find yeah. a stranger's mattress. Yeah. Flip it over. Yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. a, do a service. Jump do a good deed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Maybe I'll go to sure. Elam's and flip all the mattresses for him. <laughs> yeah. Thank him for sponsoring our pod. <laughs> yeah, you should. Um yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Again, visit <laughs> elamshf.com to learn more about all their specials or check out their showroom at 1530 South Gold Street in Centralia. 
That's a pretty uh, damn professional looking website, I must say. Yeah, it's it's very fine, isn't it? Featured it categories on your living room, bedroom, dining room, entertainment, accents, and office. And website design, apparently. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh wrestling is also going on. Yeah, most of it happened Saturday. Most of it did happen Saturday. Uh, Cody was there for a bit for photos. Yeah, um, it was. It was kind of bad timing for me because I went at the Evco and it was at the this two was in regionals at mm-hmm. WFS. Yeah, and I got there like with like an hour left. Well, Dylan, I don't know who Dylan told it to, but Dylan informed <laughs> me the finals would be at three, and I get there and they still have like a whole entire cycle. I believe the, the text was to go for the third and fourth. Aiming matches. around three. Well, that would have been good to <laughs> know. Air do, you, do you want a hand next time from me when you want to throw yeah. Dylan under the bus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got there and I got uh, some photos, of a couple of like third, fourth place matches. And I was like, all right, I'm already here. I'll just wait until the finals matches. And that was like another half hour. And then I only ended up staying for like the first four matches. Got some good photos though. I saw one that probably stuck out to me the most was uh, the uh, Campos from Centralia. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I think Jesus Campos. Jesus Antonio Campos. Campos. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's just dominated every match I've watched him in, and it was the sub regional final, and he did the same thing as all the rest of them. It, it was over in a couple minutes. It was quick. That's what stuck uh, out to me the most. He did improve to thirty six and two on the season, and he beat Lewis Allen from Chehalis twenty to five. Actually, there uh, was technical fall in two minutes and eight seconds in the finals. Let me hey, find that, this guy. That's name. crazy. There Twenty was points a, in two I minutes. I did watch a great match. He's pretty good. Are you thinking of Grayson Searle? Yes, who Grayson Searle broke a tie in the photos. final seconds. Mm-hmm. It was going into the final seconds, and uh, it was tied. And I think I think I remember seeing there was like ten seconds left, and he just scored this awesome takedown on this guy. Just uh, it was the guy was super cool. Shelton's Caleb Brennan. Yeah, he beat him six five in yeah, the finals. Nice try, Caleb. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that was in the 144 pound uh, championship match. Yep, that's the one. And the whole the whole gym just erupted. It was really it was really cool. It's probably the coolest wrestling match I've ever watched for as much as I have seen before. I know um, we we talked about basketball atmospheres. Those wrestling fans get into it. That's true. Some yeah. of those close tight matches like that, it could be really fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, let's see. Also for Shayless, Tucker Land won the sub regional title at 175. Kyle Knowles won at 190. Um, Andrew Penland won at 215 for Chehalis, beating Jack Dane in the finals, 12-3. Talon Meredith won at 285, um, getting an injury default win in the finals. Um, who other locally? Jesus Campos, of course, at 120, won a sub-regional title. Uh, uh, Makai Richardson from Tumwater, 150. Uh, let's see. Uh, Roberto Rivera Jesus won the 113 bracket from Black Hills. Beating a teammate, all Black Hills final in that. Um, yeah, beat Aiden LaBeouf. LaBeouf, LaBeef? LaBeouf, I think. Okay. Uh, Christian right. Brandt won at 138. Um, was there a West kid that wrestled at like 285? I think is what he told me it was. I met this really cool dude before the finals who was wrestling in the finals. He's like, oh, you got to wait and take pictures of me. And it was, he was like the last weight class. I was like, dog, I'm not going to be here. I'm <laughs> not waiting not. that long. <laughs> that was probably Talon Meredith. Uh, yeah, he won he, at 285. Yeah, that's probably him. He probably like, you know, got his injury default in the finals mm-hmm. and looked around for you. And then <laughs> probably like, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. I can't believe Cody let me down. 
anyway, Evco boys move on to the 2A Region 3 tournament in Washougal on Saturday. The top four there go on to Matt Classic 35 in Tacoma, February 16th and 17th. I assume Cody will be there. Oh, John Anders from Navavine actually may be helping us out with that one. I think, yeah, I think that's on John. Mm. Shout out, John. Mm. All right. Uh, in the 1B, 2B sub-regionals, uh, titles, we've got on Alaska's Norman Prezak at 120, uh, and then teammate David Lachlan won at 150. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, shout out Norman. All three of his matches via first-round pin. Just... Uh, domination. <laughs> yeah. Bing, he, bam, boom. Quick. Let's go home. Yeah. He's like, I got, I got things to do. I just <laughs> want my sub regional and now I'm going to go home and you get the rest of your day. I don't know. Uh, Xander Peck from Rainier was a champion at 157. Uh, let's see. Napa Vines Evan Kunkel was first at 175. Uh, let's see. And yeah, I think that was, uh, I think that was it for the local finalists there. Uh, on the girls' side, districts were in Hoquiam on Saturday. WFS Leah Hornby won at 135. Uh, she won all of her matches via pin. The longest of those took 36 seconds. Even more dominant. Wow. Pretty, <laughs> pretty <Damn. laughs> good. Uh, Kaylee Lehman won at 130. Also, three quick pins. Lily Canfield won at 155. Also, three pins. Uh, she pinned Sinos Dakota Lees in the finals. Uh, from Centralia, Luna Martinez Aravalo won at 100. Um, Ramona Reinitz won at 110, and Ava Reinitz won at 115. From Black Hill, Sloan Cougar won at 105. Sloan Kruger won at 105, and Izzy Steinebach won at 145. Tonino's Yanavi Rodriguez won at 190. Uh, WFS won the team title with 273 points. Um, nice. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about AmeriCool heating and cooling? Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One, one job. A plus. Uh, well, Josh cool. isn't listening to this. I saw a truck. I saw another truck the other day. I see him all the time now. I can't. Yeah. Once you start I, looking, they're always yeah, around. I always can't drive past AmeriCool cool. without thinking about Damn. being too hot or too cold. I yeah, and you just start fiddling with your, you know. Yep, and it's not the same. No, I don't have Americool Auto. What if there was just a guy in your car that was like running your? If it worked at Americool, I'd what be if fine you with. Could it? call him at any time and he'd come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do they do automobiles? I don't think. So. <laughs> I think you have to go to a mechanic for that. Uh, uh, Americool Heating and Air Conditioning. Your comfort is their business, offering full service HVAC installation services and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they do. Just like us. Oh my Jesus. God. <laughs> you were both half the We man, are rusty. Well. Oh, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Mine was a joke. He just messed it up. I was uh, looking ahead on the notes. That's my bad. <laughs> there are no, there is nothing left on the notes. We're almost <laughs> just, done. She's just arguing with you to let himself do the just like us. He didn't even do it. Uh, if you are either too hot or too cold, visit west.americoolonline.com and either request a service or get an estimate. Or give them a call at 360-948-2832 to check out their 24-7 emergency service line. AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Another, I'm sure, happy sponsor. <laughs> uh, let's do one. They might have just forgot. <laughs> 
Just like we did. <laughs> just, like <laughs> just like us. Uh, I know Josh isn't here, and this was his favorite segment, but how about some games that you might think are good coming up soon? A lot of great district games coming up. We covered a lot of them. Yeah, but I think uh, we kind of touched on all those. Yeah, we touched the on boys the when they two Bs. I'm going to throw two A's. Start on the girls start Friday. First round, the boys start Saturday. Um, next week's when you really start to get into some winner to state, loser out games. Next, we'll do another pod before then, but next Saturday is just loaded with, Yeah, I mean, it's championship day. You got finals, third place, fifth place, and multiple classifications, but we got some time before that. A lot of games have to be played out before we get there. I'm really excited for the Adam Rainier and girls game. I think that's going to be a great one. Yeah, oh, wait, that should be good. Assuming, assuming they, assuming yeah, right. they wow. Playing. Sorry, I, I, I thought they were playing. If Banish were here, he would be very upset yeah, with no, you. He would, but he just left. No, he would. If say, Chad were here, he would, he would, say, he would ask for thirty. <laughs> <laughs> he would say, "I don't have anything to say about that," and then just say everything he wanted to say with his facial expressions <laughs> away from the mic. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't Sorry, like how occasionally streaming on YouTube so people can see yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah Banish would say like, "No comment or avoid it," then look at Chad and be like. <laughs> he didn't do that. We're just kidding. No, just messing with you, Banish. Uh, let's see. I think uh, Adam El Waco boys Wednesday night seven thirty in Rochester should be pretty interesting. That'd be fun. Uh, as Banish pointed out, they always uh, wind up playing each other and doing pretty sure. well. Salmi was joking that they like even in the summer, they just find each other at summer tournaments like their local teams. It's a lot of the same kids. They just can't seem to get away from each other. Well, I mean, historically speaking, pirates and fishermen are always often on opposite sides of, uh, you know, gun boat, gunboat fights and things. Yeah, but who do you got winning that matchup, though? Like, be real. I mean, I take pirates every time. <laughs> Damn right you would. Historically. <laughs> <laughs> um, having if seen if neither team the other this way year, around, sure. something bigger to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> fishermen are just dominating pirates historically. <laughs> Uh, on the girls bracket, uh, especially the two B girls tomorrow night's games. Um, I don't know. Toledo Adna could be good. Like it's you look at tomorrow's games and we discussed it obviously already, but it kind of seems like there's four clear cut favorites there. Yeah. All pretty chalk. So um, yeah, it would be really fun if one of those didn't happen. And then you had one of those four favored teams fighting through, you know, the back end of bracket. The muddy bracket that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything else big you guys want to, discuss before we sign off on this one hour and 10 minute plus podcast Is that a new record uh, i i'm sure we've gone longer before yeah, but probably. probably like state football we were due for a longer. longer one i would feel like yeah yeah we, we were due for a we're big good. one for our sponsors our proud sponsors mm-hmm. elam's home furnishings and mattress gallery global <laughs> septic and americool yep. heating and air conditioning oh, guys, please don't stop funding us <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, Podcasters cry for help. <laughs> if you have uh, comments or whatnot, you can email us at chroniclenewsdump at gmail.com. They all go the same place. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, if you're listening on the website, you know, I respect your devotion to an outdated medium. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk to you next week. And thanks again to our guests, Chris Banish and Chad Kramer. You guys are all-time bullshitters, and we're happy you were here. Thanks a lot. Yeah.